0: nobody works alone. Mm -hmm. I could never take credit for everything on my own, ever. Mm -hmm. I can take credit for starting something, but I can't take credit for its growth and the continuation of its success.
1: Hey, welcome to My Company Story. I'm your host, Don Burge. My Company Story is a podcast where I get to interview some of the most interesting business owners and CEOs about the challenges that they've faced and how they've overcome them. Enjoy the show. Hi, I'm here with Julie McDonald. Julie is the co-owner of McDonald and Selznick and Associates. McDonald Selznick Associates. Selznick Associates, a talent agency in Hollywood, California. Julie, welcome to My Company Story. Thank you. Julie, can you tell us a little bit about what your company is, what the talent agency is, what you guys specialize in, and how long you've been doing it?
0: McDonald Selznick Associates, otherwise known as MSA, okay, is a talent agency specializing in the representation of choreographers, stage directors, dancers, and now some television producers.
1: Wonderful. And and you've been doing this for 30-some-odd years, I right, Julie? I have been
0: doing this for 35 years. 35 years. How mm-hmm. did you
1: get into the business? I imagine you were a dancer, a choreographer before?
0: I was not a choreographer. In fact, I discovered I had no talent for that <laughs> aspect of the craft whatsoever. Okay. But I wasn't dancer, a trained dancer, and I had my own dance studio. Well actually it was with two other women. From 1976 to 1982 in Venice, California we had a incredible dance studio called Room to Move.
1: So you and two friends or two uh, co-owners were were teaching people how to dance?
0: We had classes for the non-dancer and dancer alike and we attracted a lot of attention. There was not very much going on in Venice at the time, and, and uh, because we had a beautiful space that we built ourselves, uh-huh. we attracted people who closeted dancers, shall okay. we say, yep. who always wanted to dance but never had the courage to go to a professional dance class and we appealed to those people and we got everybody moving and it was the first place actually that bridged the gap between a gym and a professional dance studio wow and we got all sorts of people came to our studio and jane fonda came before she opened her place wow fantastic we got a lot of uh, uh attention in vogue magazine and we it was the place to go. We had live music on Saturdays, uh, African jazz class with this amazing teacher named Russell Clark. And it just was a magical place and time. What a fun time. What a great time. It was a fun time. And I met a lot of the people that I began my agency with. So, so. that
1: led. It, did the, is that what led you to then start the talent agency? Not or Because really. you're having a great time doing the dance. Why shift and what happened there? Well,
0: I was getting older and I had a terrible knee injury. Mm. And I really was quite lost and did not know what I wanted to do mm-hmm. with the rest of my life. Right. I had a lot of different jobs at one time. I was teaching dance, yes. I was working downtown LA at various places. I was helping out my dad and his business. I was... Just doing everything. I was doing a lot of things. And um, this knee injury threw me for a loop. And I um, I had to figure it out. I had no money, really. Right, right. Basically felt starting over at age 35, that was tough.
1: So at age 35, how did you get your first Client, and how did that how did that develop at the very beginning, moving from running a dance studio and doing that to then uh, representing somebody?
0: Well, I'd heard about this um, uh, intensive workshop called Impact, and it was uh, run by these two women, and it was basically set up for people who wanted to be in show business, but they didn't know exactly what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. It was a three-week intensive boot camp mm from 5 a.m. to 8 a.m., Monday through Thursday, and if you were a minute late, they locked the doors. Yeah. So it was serious. The first week was just figuring out what you wanted to do, and that was the week I decided, well, I'm either gonna be a manager, a casting director, or an agent for dancers. I mean, dance really was the only thing I knew. Right, right. So. And you
1: knew a lot of dancers, you knew people. I knew
0: people. Yeah. but. so I settled on being an agent after exploring the other two occupations.
1: Now were you were you did you do your were you your own company at that time or did you work for someone else who was representing
0: well, clients? After this workshop, I after the 3 weeks, I ended up at another agency, a, a talent agency who gave me a break. Oh. And began the first dance department there in oh. 1985. Oh, so, okay. So I went from taking this work, this workshop. going every day. They made you go out and try to get your goals. Right. So I learned a lot on the way of trying to become an agent. And ended up at a really well-known commercial talent agency, one of the top ones in Hollywood. So
1: you started their dan- dance division I then. started their dance department. Got it, all right. Yeah. Now, is that where you met your partner?
0: I met my partner back at my dance studio. Oh. I've known him since he was 14 years old. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah.
1: Wow. So then when did you two start your own company?
0: Um. Not until 2000.
1: In 2000. Yeah. All right. So you were with this agency so up it until then. was with this agency until then. Now, why did you go off on your own and start your own agency then with your
0: partner? It was time. Why? Good question. He actually um, spurred me on to this. Your partner? Yeah. His name is Tony. Tony. I was so busy. It, he was working as my assistant. He came in and started to work as my assistant. Mm-hmm. And we were so busy just doing the day-to-day business that as much as I thought maybe I should have my own company, I just never oh. felt I had the time to do it. Oh. So when he came into the picture as my assistant, he kind of pushed me towards that.
1: He said, Julie, why don't you and I just go off and do this on our own? Exactly. And then you did. And then we did. And did you leave the agency under good terms? Was that... We uh, left the
0: agency under fairly good terms considering um, that there was the option to not leave on good terms. i bet. Traditionally, when people leave an agency, they just leave. Mm -hmm. And that's it.
1: Yes. Yep.
0: I decided that I would do my best to give my prior bosses notice.
1: Good, that's the honorable right thing to do. It
0: was, and um, generally they don't do that. So I had asked for two weeks, they gave me a week, and um, we were gone. And you were gone. Well, one of the reasons it was easy was because we had I had already sold off the dance department to them oh, previously, right. okay. and the only thing that I wanted to concentrate on were the choreographers and directors. Oh, all right. So, in telling them that I was going to leave the dancers there, they were I'm, happy, right? And they, at that time, did not have a choreography division, right? So
1: there was no conflict. I or think no- if
0: I had. Taken the da- wanted to take the dancers, I would have been. That would have been a lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, could have been not done. a lawsuit, but I they would uh, not given me the courtesy of a week. Yeah. of staying there.
1: That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So here you are. It's in 2000, and uh, you're off on your own. Uh, you and Tony. Mm-hmm. And did you have to raise money? Did you do this all by yourself, or we did
0: this all by ourselves?
1: And and you just start one client at a time and well, started well, representing them. Well,
0: we took them? all of our choreographers and directors with us. Okay. And. At the time, we had some very, very in-demand people, so we had money coming in immediately. Mm-hmm.
1: Good, good. Now, fast forward, if you can, to uh, to today, to 2020. Now, 20 years later, um, what does the agency look like, and how? What have been some of the ups and downs, the roller coaster ride I imagine during those past 20 years?
0: A lot. Yes. I mean, the challenges started at my other agency, but we'll just take it from 2020. Okay. <laughs> I mean, tw- two thousand. Two thousand. Yeah. yeah. Um, by that time, there were a lot of comp- there was a lot of competition. Mm-hmm. So that in two thousand. Yeah, even okay. in two thousand. So that, of course, began to eat into our business.
1: Now, excuse me, was it competition f- to for you getting to represent the choreographer or to get to the choreographer in front of the right producers? No, there
0: was a, there were other agencies opening up, emulating what I had done.
1: So they were just competing for doing what you're doing They then. were
0: exactly, exactly right. So
1: you had to create your own niche and become, and how did you set yourself apart?
0: Well, I think one of the reasons, one of the ways that we set ourselves apart was that I was the first, mm. and I built quite a, a stellar reputation. Mm-hmm. So that gave me a bit of a head start. Sure, everybody else had to learn the business and basically catch up. But what had ha- what happened was that the different agencies sort of carved out their own niches, in a way.
1: Around your niche, then, right? Around you. Well, no,
0: in representing and having a reputation representing, for example, a, sp- a special kind of dancer or oh, talent. I see. So. Okay. But we were still very, very highly competitive with mm. each other for clients, mm-hmm. for the dancers, for the choreographers. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is always the first. Listen, I was happy when the first agency came along to challenge me because for me that gave the the... Uh, the new business, Validity. Right, Validation. and and, and Exactly. I mean, you can't be the only one, and I was the only one for two years. You were either with me or you weren't with me. And so I was actually happy when this competition came along. Yeah. Um, And that established the fact that there was a real reason to have dancers and choreographers have representation everybody else in the industry had representation why not them right right? not
1: them and you started with them and then it was validated that your your idea when there was competition out there for that
0: right Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. I actually welcomed it but then there was another one and another one and another one yeah so and I just do what I do is I just keep my eyes moving forward I don't look back you know, I just keep going forward. And we keep um, we keep growing. We have now 12 people in our LA office and four people in our New York office. That's
1: fantastic. And yeah. how, how many do you represent now?
0: Well, we probably have around six or 700 dancers. Wow. But they're from ages eight to 80. Yeah,
1: geez, that's a wide range.
0: Yeah, it's a wide range. Yeah. And um, although the The general age for working dancers is 18 to 30. I'll bet. But it's different than it was when I started. Dancers have a much longer life.
1: Oh really, so tell me about those trends. What have you seen in in your industry then?
0: That that there's work for everybody.
1: No kidding, even an 80-year-old?
0: Even an 80-year-old. Wow, as dancing. Oh yeah. Fantastic. There's not a lot of work, right. but there is work.
1: Yeah, so tell me, how does this work? Does, does a producer then contact you saying, we're gonna do a show and we're looking for someone that fits this profile, who do you have, and then you send over a few people?
0: It works many different ways. Um, in the old days, when I first started, that's exactly how it worked. Mm-hmm. Actually, I had to do a tremendous amount of proactive work. I I'm bet. a firm believer in proactive work. So we reached out to people as much as they reached out to us. Mm -hmm. Now that still is the case. We reach out to people, they reach out to us. Mm -hmm. We do a tremendous amount of proactive work. Mm -hmm. Um, Now you have the internet to compete with too. Yes,
1: yeah, that's a real game changer. And that's
0: a real game changer. Yep, I'll bet, I'll bet.
1: So Julie, tell us a little bit about, and a lot of the audience listening to this show are business owners and people who have run companies, run agencies, no one in your space, I believe, that, that may be listening, but maybe so. But common to all companies, there are challenges that you've come across. Can you think of any in particular that you've had in the past 30 years of doing this that you'd like to share?
0: Well, sure, I mean, the first one is the competition. Is the, And so how do you maintain your, 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 your place and continue to grow? We have managed to do that. And how? I attribute that? that to my perseverance, the sheer force of my personality, And the people who work for me and with me.
1: Right, so finding the right people around you. It's always about your team. Yep. It's
0: always about the people who you, nobody works alone. Mm -hmm. I could never take credit for everything on my own, ever. Mm -hmm. I can take credit for starting something, but I can't take credit for its growth and the continuation of its success.
1: So can you give us an example of how you've cultivated that team? What specifically have you done, comes to mind, that you've done to really uh, ensure that your team and you're all rowing the right direction, going in the same place? Well, I
0: began by working with a couple of, with with one of my closest friends. Tony. Well, actually before Tony, I had one of the teachers from Room to Move help me get started. Mm. Uh, she's now on her own and really successful as a manager so she's done really well Um, just I am not a great manager of people that's not I like to hire people who I trust and believe can do the job on their own with minimal oversight so
1: you like hire people you trust and then get out of their way pretty much Mm -hmm. Has that always worked for you? No. or i bet not. <laughs> have there been a few times when that, uh, and what was, why, looking back on those decisions, what was it that you look back and say, you know, I didn't do this right. This is what I should have done differently. I should have
0: had more oversight. What do you mean by that? Well, I feel that when you put somebody in the middle of all of your employees, we have had a, a somebody who was like an HR person. Okay. And she was the person who was talking to all of our employees. Right. And we did not.
1: What do you mean by that? I don't understand. When you
0: do, we did not have direct enough direct communication with our employees. We
1: being you and Tony.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, all right. So you right. and Tony were kind of uh, left it well, to we, an HR person to kind of yeah, talk to employees. Yeah. And what
0: we did was we just concentrated on what we, we do. We work so hard just representing the choreographers, the directors, and developing people from choreographer to director. Now we have three or four television producers. Yep. So that is so time consuming and overwhelming that I've always just trusted the dance department oh. to the people who run it.
1: Oh, and, and that, well, in, in hindsight, that was?
0: Well, no, what I, basically, <laughs> they've all left to form their own agencies. Oh, they did, okay. Yeah. All
1: right. <laughs> so, so what's the lesson for other business owners listening about that then?
0: Well, I guess I did a really good job in training people, so I'm not going to blame myself for no. everything. They, you know, what I see is that people want to form their own businesses. Sure. That's fine.
1: They're going to do that. Yep. It depends yep.
0: upon the way you go about that.
1: Yep, yep. But, um, so is that just part of, of playing the game? I mean, that's just part of it. People are going to do that. part of
0: the agency business. Yeah. It happens all the time. It's going to happen. big agencies and small agencies so you have to expect that how do you uh, well i didn't expect i I did not expect the last time it happened but it did Mm -hmm. and the thing that i've discovered that happens when that does happen is that things end up stronger and better Mm. you know you are so forced to rise to the occasion Mm -hmm. and to correct past um mistakes Mm -hmm. that you do rise to the occasion Mm -hmm. And you do find a team that you like even more. Mm-hmm. You find that hard to believe, but you even like them even, even more. You, so, for me, what happened this last go around was I ended up with a team that's younger and really ambitious, and they're, and, and, and they're learning from us again. That's wonderful. But I feel really have a lot of confidence. In, in them and in the future, I'm really happy with that.
1: So do you consider yourself more now as a coach and a trainer of people? As a, I mean, what, how has your role shift as a leader of the staff you have now and the position, all the experience you've had? How it, has it shifted from when you started in 2000 to now 20 years later?
0: Well, I always look at myself as a coach. I'm actually a, a rather a cheerleader for people. Okay. but. What I have learned most recently is that I want to do more of that. I want to train people in my way of doing business even more, mm-hmm. because, for example, we have an entire new staff, pretty much, mm-hmm. um, all new agents, and um, and I have such a belief in the way. To do business. How to do business. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and I haven't done a manual about that, but I I, I feel like at some point I'll do kind of a mission statement Mm -hmm. coming from me Mm -hmm. to everybody. So there's just basic things that I believe in on, on how to do business. And I believe we have a really good team right now, but
1: do you find yourself more involved now with people, with your staff on a day-to-day basis than you were before when you and Tony were kind of not oh, yeah. yeah, not doing that?
0: That's our intention. Mm-hmm. That is, our intention is to become, have more direct communication and become more involved. Yep. Both of us. Yep.
1: yep, Yeah. that makes sense. And why is that? I mean, what's the reasoning for doing that that way?
0: Because of, because of the past,
1: Past experience. And past experience yep, that yep. I just explained. Yeah, that you learned yep. about that, yeah. yeah. So
0: I learned, so it's never too late to learn, that's what I've also learned. <laughs> never too late to learn, isn't that true? Yeah. I know, it. Yeah. I know, it. that's yeah. very yeah. true, well yeah. that's great. So that's been challenging, and then you asked about what, what else besides mm-hmm. the competition, people yeah. leaving uh, internally, we've had to adjust to a whole new landscape with um, social media. Oh, right,
1: right. So, so you've been, you, you've you had, you've grown up without it 20 years ago to, indul, in, you know, engulfed in it now. So that must have been a huge transition.
0: When I transition. started my business, there were barely fax machines. Right,
1: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Julia, I can relate to you, I know. <laughs> but, so tell me, how did you deal with that? I mean, you embraced it, I take it? Of course. Yes. Yeah. And, and now, how does your agency look or dealing with that now?
0: Well, we just, um, it's part of our it, it's, it's part of our business. it's yep. part of everybody's business. It is. We do a lot of social media ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know we're always promoting our clients. that's mm-hmm. who we promote. Obviously we're promoting our company at the same time, but the idea is to promote the projects our clients are right. doing right. and constantly constantly promoting the projects that they're doing mm-hmm. and we had a, um, a lot of big things happening recently and mm-hmm. but they continue to happen. whether they're big whether they're little we are involved in promoting people through social media
1: and Julie where do you see the future of of the talent agency do you see it going where uh, that will be non-existent in the future where people won't need representation because they do it themselves in social media or where there'll always be a need for a talent agent
0: I actually don't have the answer to that what would you guess I think they'll have a need for a team. I think mm. everybody has a, needs a team of support, uh, people supporting them. Mm-hmm. And and you can do so much on your own. Yes. But you can't do everything on your own. Correct. So some people who think they can do it on their own, that's fine. But if you really want to expand your opportunities, I feel you need it. Te- I know you need a team of people behind you. Yep. That's yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. That's
1: great. Julie, if people wanted to get a hold of you, what's the best way to do that?
0: They can go to our website.
1: And what's the website?
0: MSAagency.com. Okay. McDonald (laughs) Selznick.
1: I didn't mean to throw a trick question at you there. (laughs) (laughs) Look
0: it up. Um, They can also um, email me at julie at MSAagency.com. Dot
1: com. Okay, great. (laughs) Don't overwhelm me. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Well, Julie, thanks so much for being on the show. You've been a great guest, and I wish you the best of luck.
0: Thank you. right. pleasure. Thanks,
1: Julie. Hey, thanks for listening to My Company Story. We have new episodes coming out every week, so please subscribe if you like this. And if you'd like to hear previous episodes, you can go to mycompanystory.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, if you or someone you know would be interested in coming on the show, please email me at don@burge.com. Thanks for listening.